Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Talk Recovery. This is Aaron uh, and uh, Caleb, and we're just grateful just to be back with you guys. Um, just want to take a second and uh, apologize about last week. Crazy stuff going on, um, and we decided to just be incredibly lazy and not get an episode <laughs> out to you. So um, hopefully we won't do that again in the future. But uh, and hopefully you came back again this week. Yeah, I'm just like, oh man, are they back on it? We are. We're here. We're for you. So thanks yeah. for tuning in today. Um, just a couple of reminders. Be sure to check us out on social media. You know, that's the Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of those places, all of those things. Um, just to, to like and to share our content and help us to uh, grow this um, and to, to get it into the, the hands of the people. That's why we're here, for the people. <laughs> um, yeah. And then... Uh, um, we also want you to check out Caleb's book, Pursuing Freedom. It's available on, on Amazon, um, and we're on, on, yeah, what is it called? Second edition. Second edition. Yeah. I always want to call it version two. Version I was two. thinking it's, like software. It's not a computer program. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, maybe it should be. Yeah, make sure you uh, leave a review, too. Um, so even if you haven't read it, just re- leave reviews. Yeah, just leave just reviews. Five, I mean, like, good reviews. Like, if you haven't read it and you want to leave a bad review, don't do that. No, I'll go do my person. review then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, in, in, on January 20th, we've got a recovery roundtable coming up. And so if you, you haven't heard about that, now you have. Um, it's, uh, it's information that will last a lifetime um, for the low, low price of $30 as we really just create a conversation about um, recovery in our community, um, leading recovery, uh, ministry, and just kind of the importance of all that. Um, so it's, it's open to anybody. Again, there's a cost of $30, but I want to encourage you to check it out. Come be a part of, of that event. Um, it's, it's really historical, um, you know. I don't want to oversell it, but it's it's the first of its kind that I know about. It's, it's the first annual. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're in a mood today. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so you could be a part of history. That's right. We'll, we'll have shirts. We'll yeah. sign them. Yeah, it's going to be just uh, commemorative. Yeah, com- yeah. There we go. We need a commemorative coin, yeah. something like um, that. We can do that. Yeah. So we really do it. We we'll just right. get quarters. We sell quarters. We have we're gonna have signed quarters for sell for a dollar. Point nine nine silver. <laughs> yeah. Commemorative coins. Yeah. But uh <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, it's going to be a good event. This is what happens when we miss a week. Yeah. Well, I've been laid up, you know, and everyone in staff meetings, like, they could tell that, you know, I finally was off the taking the medication for the pain. Um, yeah. They had the, the best two weeks in staff meeting they've ever had as my mouth hardly ran. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, can you, like, break something else again? Like, yeah. get back on medication? It's like, nope, this is me. Yeah, so to explain that, so that's part of the reason we, we missed last week was Aaron decided to not use his bike the proper way and yeah. not <laughs> stay on top of it. Yeah, so, yeah, if you didn't didn't know, yeah, wreck that, broke some stuff, and it did make it kind of difficult to, to live life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. But here we are. Uh, <laughs> Today though we're on uh, we're on episode thirty two um, should be thirty three but you know, whatever um, and uh, we're just uh, kind of I'm excited about today it's it's a it's a basic episode but it's it's uh, it's important it's it's great information and uh, we want to talk about um, kind of stepping into new faith here you know you, you're a Christian now what kind of thing and and sometimes it's a good reminder let's say you might have been following the Lord for you know thirty forty years it, it's good to go back to the basics just just to see um to be refreshed to be encouraged in that or or maybe you, you are new um to the faith or maybe you know somebody who's new to the faith so um again we want to encourage you just to lean in um trust me there's plenty of christians who have been christians for a long time <laughs> doing a lot of these things yeah yeah so i mean a lot of christians we act like uh we treat christianity like our you know high school diploma it's like we did it 
Now I'm good. I don't need to learn anything else. Yeah, I, you know? I like that. It, it really is kind of the, the thing that we do. So. Yeah. So um, if, you, if you're a Christian and you've been a Christian for a while and you think, oh, I can skip this episode, uh, maybe not. Kind of reminds Especially me of this. for this last point that we're going to do because this one, the last thing we're going to talk about is greatly lacking. And if there's any doubt about it, you can just look at our culture. So we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> but a little it, teaser for it reminds me of this meme I saw um, <clears throat> yesterday. And it's this uh, obese kid and he's laying next to a pool. And uh, he's like, you know, fitness is my passion um, because he worked out for 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's kind of what Christian, a lot of Christians in today's culture, like I went to church and like Jesus is my passion, yeah. you know, because you spent 60 minutes sitting in a pew playing on your phone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. Yeah. Check. Did my, did my Christianing for the week. I'm all about Jesus. That's right. When I'm at church. <laughs> Um, but I mean, again, in all seriousness, this is, we laugh at this, um, probably many of you listening fall into this category. Um, there's no real investment here. There's no real pursuit here. Um, and then we kind of go through life and we, we think that and this is the danger of it. People will then go years not fully engaging. And then when things aren't going the way they want, or they're not growing, then they, blame God, blame the church, or then they just decide that it must not be a real thing. And the problem with that is, well, they never leaned into it to begin with. And then yeah. you get to this place and it's just like, no, like you, you were never even there. Like, yeah. So um, yeah, you missed it. You just missed it from the beginning and, and that was on you. Um, and it is a, a dangerous pitfall that so many fall into. Um, and, and part of it's the church's fault, honestly. I mean, mm-hmm. there was this time where they just tried to scare everybody into salvation. I was one of those people as an eight-year-old. Um, we went to church a few times. I remember um, kind of being told, you know, if you don't accept Jesus, you're going to burn in hell. And you know what? Eight-year-old wants to burn in hell. So you know, I raised my hand and I went up front and got saved and I got baptized. I had no idea what any of it meant um, and went on living my life declaring I'm a Christian, which was real weird as a teenager. You know, again, didn't know anything about Jesus, didn't know anything about the faith. And I'm, I'm dealing drugs and getting high and not living any type of life. And, and so in all that, so where are you, God? Well, he's nowhere because I don't know him, you know, yeah, right. where he's, he's there and I just can't see him. And so that's, that's the importance of this. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right, you know, that talking about that culture in the church, and this is where we have, we have fallen off, because um, I grew up, you know, I'm, I'm, mine and Aaron's stories are complete opposites, where I grew up in the church and just kind of stayed there, and um, <clears throat> just always had that influence in my life, and so I, I've been through, and I was in a very conservative Southern Baptist church, so very much a, a you need fire insurance kind of salvation. That was the church that I got saved in. Is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Saved, uh, quotation exactly, marks. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I had, I mean, my pastor had, you know, wore the same short sleeve white shirt with black suspenders every Sunday and wouldn't slam the pulpit and, you know. And yeah, there's this little Baptist church. It's over by Eastland Hills Mall where that used to be. There's this curb. So just right in this area. And uh, my parents would go there some when we were real young. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, nice Southern Baptist. My mom was raised Southern Baptist, so. That was the yeah. only influence I had in my life uh, yeah. for a long time. But. So, so you know, we go from that where it's again very much uh, uh, this is this is why you need to get saved, which is I mean, you know, it is a good reason to get saved, obviously. But <laughs> but then you know, as we went through kind of late <clears throat> late nineties, the church had a shift where we went to what we call seeker sensitive church, uh, you know, service where we're you know catering our Sundays to 
you know, people who aren't churched, which is a good idea. Yeah. You know, then maybe we should think about people outside of the church. That's not that's not a bad idea. The problem with that is that we kind of went the other way and we, we swung the pendulum so far that way where it's like, okay, listen, here's all you got to do. Just like this Jesus guy, you know, say these these magic words, and you'll be, you'll be saved. Yeah. And, let, and let Jesus be your bro. Yeah, and, and you know, and look, we're all happy people. Every Sunday, we're we're happy, and everything's good, and everybody acts like everything's fine, and yeah. that's all you need. You know, we just need Jesus, and that's it. And there's no substance. So we went from, you know, and I'll say, even though back in the day when when we were very much the like I said, you need you know, get saved or go to hell kind of church. There was there was on the on the church side of that, if you you know showed up on a regular basis, we had Sunday school, and you know you learned about the Bible, and you learned about you actually learned you were discipled, and <clears throat> you know so so you did get at least some some knowledge about your faith. Whereas now it's like now we, you know we don't want to push people too much because they might not come back to church, you know, and that's that's well, we would it, hate for that. Yeah, and it's like there's no expectation though either. You know, it swung so far. It's just like like you said, just love Jesus. Um, and no, there's no expectation of change. No expectation of pursuing knowledge or understanding. There's just nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I mean, can you imagine the words church discipline being uttered in a church today? Like that, <laughs> which used to be a thing. I mean, you know, you actually got called out for doing things um, back in the day, which you know, there's there's ways to do that that's right, and there's ways to do it that's wrong, and I probably. Have Happened a little bit more wrong than right, but <laughs> but yeah, we went from being narrow and deep to 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 wide and shallow as, yeah. a, as you know as a church culture. So anyway, but yeah, so if you're if you've grown up here lately in the church, then you're you're in that that wide and shallow kind of uh, culture that that that's predominated here the past I don't know 25 years or so. So. Yeah. Um, so, so where do you start? You know, you're, you're a Christian. Um, now what, you know, you're, you're coming into this and, um, where do you start? And it's with God's word, you know, read your Bible. Um, I want to share with you out of second uh, Timothy three sixteen, and it says this, all scripture is inspired by God and it's useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And so when we look at our Bible, um, it's it's so important to, to begin to real, reveal those areas of, of error. You know, it's a, it's described as a, as a mirror. Um, I believe it's in John, um, and uh, where you know if you're leaving the house, you look at the mirror and it lets you know, hey, my, my hair's not right, my my face isn't right, I got something on my my chin or, or whatever. You know, to, to call those things out, um, not to make you feel like garbage or any of that, but so so you can fix it. And so God's word is that it it reveals our need for Jesus, which is important that um, man is inherently sinful, right? That, that That's who we are, um, that that we can't save ourselves. So it, it reveals that need, um, but, it, you know, then it prepares and equips us. It's not just to, to damn us um, or to just, you know, guilt us into this place where we just want to roll over and die. No, it, it speaks of hope, you know? It's like, hey, you can't do anything, but there's this great hope here, and it's uh, Jesus Christ is your, your Lord, which is an authority in your life. Um, and then, you know, this, it allows us to to take a different path, um, the the path that God laid out, not the one that you laid out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so if you're if you're a new Christian, um, you know, sometimes maybe the Bible's a little confusing as far as like what what's it all about. But so there's um, 
there's Old Testament, right? And that's that's a, and then there's the New Testament. And what makes us uniquely Christian is, is the New Testament part. Obviously, we believe in the, the entirety of the Bible, but um, the new the New Testament, the first four books is uh, called the Gospels, which is the good news, which is the story of Jesus's life and his ministry on Earth. And um, so that's that's where we would recommend that you start if you want to start there. I would you know I say Mark is a good one to start because it's the shortest. You yeah, know, it's Mark is very much a, uh, a version of just the the cliff notes of Jesus' ministry. Jesus yeah. went here, did this. Jesus went here, did this. Jesus went here, did this. In the end, you know, I mean, that was kind of it. But you know, Mark was written by by Mark, who wasn't a disciple, but he was writing it for um, one of Jesus' disciples, who was a very direct person. And so that's that's the style of the writing in that in that particular gospel. So that's a good place to start, um, and that'll give you an overview. And then you know, from there, you can start to branch out and read other parts of the gospel. You know read the other Gospels. Um, obviously, you want to get to where you're reading all of it, but, you know, one of the other things that I like to recommend people to do is to, in Proverbs, there's 31 chapters in Proverbs, so um, in Proverbs is what it sounds like. It's just a book of, you know, kind of wisdom um, sayings, uh, and, and what you do is you just, whatever day of the, it is in the calendar, you read that chapter, you know, and you just get in the habit of doing that, and they're, and they're fairly short, and so what happens is, is that you as you start to read those things and internalize them, then as you go about life, you know, you'll, you'll start to encounter situations and, the, and this godly wisdom will kind of pop up in your mind when you encounter these situations and it helps you to start beginning to live more in, in alignment with the way God wants you to live. And so those are the two things that I recommend. Is, like I said, read Mark so you get an understanding of who Jesus is and what was and um, what, what that's about and then also add in that Proverbs. And then after that, you know, wonderful technology we have the there's bible apps on the um on your phone and, and on those apps they have reading plans that'll help you you know if you want to read the bible in a year it'll take you how to through to that if you want to read it in three years you know it's a little bit longer but um you know it, it, it'll give you something that you can check off and guidance and, and, and ways to to start to digest the bible yeah and um what's, what's really cool i mean maybe you're like yeah but i don't i don't have time to read i don't like to read you know you version which is uh, the most popular bible app out there and uh, my personal favorite um there's a great function where it'll read it to you <laughs> yeah. i mean if you're just can't for the life of you put um two words together and, and begin to read sentences, you know, I get it. Um, you know, we're not all meant to, to be rocket scientists or anything like that, but, you know, maybe you need mom to read it to you. And so they've handled that, um, where you can at least start to grow a little yeah. bit and hear God's word. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm going to challenge you a little bit harder than that. Like, if you can't read, like, the Bible, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm throwing you a bone, like just. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to give you that grace. Like, uh, <laughs> if the God of the, if you believe in a God of the universe, that sent His Son to die on the cross and then was raised again, like I could probably carve out a little time to read the Bible. Yeah, like, I mean, no, and I know, totally agree. Yeah, um, like there's a lot of things I don't like to do. I don't like to pay taxes, but I still have to do that. So you know, I'm supposed to be paying taxes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Try not doing that. Like, um, just because there's no enforcement here, you know. I mean, I guess there's. And God's going to ask, you know, make you account for, for your life when you die. But, um, so, I mean, there's that, but like, uh, there's plenty of stuff I don't like to do. Um, you know, and, and there's definitely parts of the Bible, you know, reading through Leviticus is a, is a rough patch, but Humble, I yeah. mean, <laughs> you know, you're not, you, there's no physical pain associated with that. I mean, <laughs> you may feel like it, but, yeah. um, and, you can and there's do it. a, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Caleb's got a good point. I mean, really, you know, it's, it's worth the investment because, again, 
yeah, if you believe that God created everything, that he sent his son to die, all, all of these things, why would you not? Um, and so um, just push and pursue. There, there's another good resource um, for just deeper understanding that's real simple. Um, as you're getting started, um, it's called the Bible Project. And... Uh, it's an app you can get. You know, I, I encourage you to, to do that in conjunction with reading. They do a lot of videos even that explain in detail why this was written, who it was written to, what are the main themes. Um, and as you kind of begin to get the broader picture, this begins to come alive in a, a very real and unique way. Um, when you begin to understand that, you know, like um, Caleb said, you know, Mark was written by this specific guy. So when you learn that, oh, Mark is, he's this guy that they're talking about over here in Acts, and and he was, you know, a co-worker with Luke, and, you know, and all of these things, um, that, that's that's a cool thing to, to begin to realize. And, um, and and you put it together, and there's, there's an excitement to it as you are pursuing um, your relationship with Jesus and and you know you, you broaden that knowledge you deepen it um, and it solidifies it in our heart more it, it's more difficult for culture to, to knock us off course or to convince us that maybe um, we can discount this part here um, it, it, it makes our faith real and so it's, it's worth the investment I encourage you to pursue it um, and again start I, I mean if you're not for Mark start, start somewhere in the Gospels you know Matthew Mark Luke or John um, John is one of my favorite places to, to encourage people to start because it's it's a lot of excitement. Um, it's Jesus the miracle worker, and it's and again it's it's fairly short, um, but it's just it makes the case for for Jesus being the deity, you know, uh, God to be God in the body, and um, but just anywhere. Um, anywhere in the Gospels is you can just get a grasp of who Jesus was and, and what he came to do and then start filling in all the areas around that. Yep. So that's, uh, and we could talk about the Bible forever because, I mean, it, it's it's a very rich book as far as, like, you know, the history and all the all the stuff around it, but we're, we're trying, to, trying to do better with our time. So we're going to move on. <laughs> um, so number two thing you need to do is go to church. What? Yeah. I don't uh, have to go to church to be a Christian. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, um, that's right. That's what that's what somebody on my Facebook feed yeah, said. Yeah, that's uh, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian, and um, so I just don't know why you're why you're trying to push me. Yeah. It's because you want my money. Yeah, well, there's that verse you know that says that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, then so as long as I hang out with my buddies and drink a few yeah. and we talk about Jesus, that's yeah, well, church. I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes I can just, you can just go to the bar and you can <laughs> talk right. about Jesus and politics and, yeah. you know, really fulfill all your civic yeah. duties um, <laughs> until 2 a.m. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. So we covered that point. Yeah, that's, I mean, so yeah, don't worry about it. You know, um, you just, okay. just, there's just no point, right? Yeah. No. So if you couldn't tell, we were being sarcastic there. And if you couldn't tell, we've been sarcastic. I, I don't know. Maybe just turn this off because you can't. I don't know. You're not going to learn anything. Yeah. But <laughs> um, this is the most. Yeah, this is a content. This is one of the more contentious points because um, the church is full of hypocrites and sinners. So we shouldn't go there, right? Yeah. <laughs> we just. I mean, like so. And you know, we talk about this in. The more you become, the more you understand Christianity, and the more you learn about your faith, the more absurd that statement is yeah. to you. And, and the reason this made it on my list is because I did see this on my Facebook feed yesterday. Where I, I did just as well. Like, Probably we, same person. Yeah, we, we'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> but, but yeah, you're just like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, that is the dumbest thing. 
It's like, well, I've, I feel really sick. I have this sharp pain in my right lower abdomen. I think my appendix blew. I, you know, well, do you need to go to the hospital? I don't go to the hospital. That's where all these sick people are. Yeah. That's not where I want to go to get help. Well, <laughs> I, mean, like, I don't have to go to the hospital to heal. That's right. Yeah, my body will just fix itself. Yeah, maybe, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but honestly, people, it's like, yeah, nobody's perfect. I, I don't know if that's news to you. But yeah. nobody's perfect. And, and once you become a Christian, you don't become perfect. No. Nobody's ever said that. Nobody's ever said that once you become a Christian, you become perfect. What you should do is you should try to live a more Christ-like life. And that's what we all attempt to do. And I attempt to do it. And I don't, I don't ever have, have yet to have that perfect day where I've lived it out exactly how. Because my human nature, that's just the way I am, is that I am human. And I, and I do have... Um, you know, I'm a I'm a very critical person. I can't make it through the day without <laughs> making a joke that's too critical, or you know, especially if I'm hanging out with Aaron. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, there, there's all sorts of ways that we fail as Christians, and um, that doesn't make us like. And, but that's that's the beauty of Christianity is that I don't have to be perfect. Now, it doesn't mean I'm not trying. You know, I do try. I try try my best to live more like Christ uh, most days. Um, <clears throat> but. This idea that you you should go to church and that church should be full of perfect people is just ludicrous. Um, in that, uh, I can't go there because they're a bunch of hypocrites. Well, so are you. So you should fit right in. Yeah. You know. I mean, like that that's that's a morality statement that you are somehow better than those people, which is hypocritical. Um, and like, you obviously need to go to church. Yeah. Even more. Well, and even outside of the uh, stance that people take of the church being just a bunch of hypocrites, there's this lie that people fall into that they can do it on their own. Um, and it's it's so unbiblical. It goes against yeah. everything you know that we we see in Scripture. The fact that that we're called together to encourage one another, to to sharpen one another, to hold each other accountable. And so, like this lie that you've convinced yourself that somehow you can um, live out the fullness of life that God has for you alone. I, I don't understand where where that comes from. Um, that that we we need we need Jesus. Absolutely. And and that's all you need. That is the singular way to heaven. You're right in that. But through that, you know, you've made Jesus Lord. And if you've made Jesus Lord, then you believe that, um, you know, God's word um, is God's word, right? And so these things are, are commands, things that we should live out. And Jesus is this authority. If he's this authority, you're going to endeavor to follow it. So how do you reconcile that? Where you convince yourself you don't need to be in the body when, you know, God's word does speak about unity in the body. What body are you unified with? Sitting on your couch at home, watching YouTube videos, none. And then Hebrews 10, I love uh, Hebrews 10 and it's uh, starting in verse 23 says let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise so it's like hey let's hold tightly to God which is where a lot of people start and they're like but I don't need anything else <clears throat> then it says let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works who are you motivating with sitting on your butt at home yeah. or just watching YouTube videos? Then he goes farther. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. What? I mean, what? That can't be in there because I don't need to go to church to be a Christian. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't, that's not in yeah, regard but, to online church though, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm certain the writer of Hebrews, yeah, he, he just, uh, I mean, yeah, the Holy Spirit <laughs> didn't realize that one day there would be internet and, you know, that we can just meet in the metaverse, you know. That's right. Um, <laughs> and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Um, and I'll pick out all sorts of things, but but this right here is just like one of the clearest cut, like, 
commands. And if you're arguing this right now, yeah, but you know, they can be a couple people. Again, you're just, you're just missing the heart, you know. You know, as Jesus told Peter, you know, upon this rock, I've come to build my church. That's my ecclesia. That's, that's a community of like-minded believers that are motivated towards a common goal. Again, if, you, if you're arguing this, man, you're, you're just, you're blind to truth. You need to you pray and ask God to, to open your eyes um, or remove your head that's firmly planted up your rear end so that you can see and hear uh, what, what the Word is trying to tell you, that, that you you cannot neglect that. You're, you're like an orphan. If you're outside of the church, you're like an orphan. Can an orphan make it? Yes. Can they live life to the fullest? No. That means not without community. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, so, so what, what, what you're really doing here is rationalizing because you don't want to go to church. That's really what it is. You, it's inconvenient, right? I mean, there's plenty of Sundays, you know, we're like, I don't want to go, you know. I mean, it's just because it's been a long weekend or whatever. But, but <clears throat> I mean, uh but we understand the need to go because you need to be around people. You need to be encouraged. That's what the body does. You need to be challenged. That's what sometimes the body does. Kind of depends on your church. But um, you need to be around people that, that are fellow believers. But you need to go to a place where you're going to get fed the word, where you're going to be able to plug in and get refreshed and to, to be able to learn more about your faith. Um, and to you know, and to, to be in a in a body that contributes, you know, that's one of the things I love about our church here is our our focus is is to be uh, one of the things we say is to be relentlessly good to our community. We do that through being a body, right? I mean, if it's just myself taking twenty bucks and, and taking it to you know somewhere to uh, you know some charitable you know uh, food kitchen or something and say here's twenty bucks, you know, I'm going to pay for a meal. That I mean, obviously that can do a little, but together we can do a lot. And, um, you know, our church is able to do a lot for our community and to help a lot of people because we come together as a body and we function together as a body. And we have a singular focus to be good to our community. And so that's what we do. Um, so, so we need that, you know. And, but in this idea that, like I said, that, um, well, I can just, what if I'm just watching church online? Church, church is not the worship and the preaching. Church is the body, it's the people. You know, and um, which is you know sometimes what people used to argue against coming to a you know corporate church okay. is like, well, it's it's the it's the people. It's like, okay, well, where are the people? You know, they're <laughs> yeah. in, in that building that says church on it. You know, I mean, like, you again, you're just trying to f- find out. You're just trying to figure out ways to not go. So stop doing that. Now, um, <clears throat> um, we uh, there there does need to be now. There does need to be discernment about the church you do go to. You know, so you need to, um, uh, you need to. Uh, uh, I'm losing my train of thought. I got distracted. Um, <laughs> well, you need to find a church that that is holds firmly to, to truth. Um, I know one of the big fallacies people make right now is they pick church based off uh, political motivations. Well, they, they like these candidates. That Don't do that. that you're, letting, you're letting outside culture dictate the church. So, I mean, find a, a Bible-believing church. Don't even get caught up in the do- denominational um, aspects of it. I mean, people will just like, well, I was raised this way, so I'm going to go to church this way. No, look at what they believe and, and whether it's true, because here's the truth of the matter. There's a lot of denominations that have shifted with culture lately, and, and they're holding on to things that aren't biblically true. They, they've made sacrifices um, to, to make sure that they're not offending people or, or those types of things. So you need to, to find somebody who's, you know, 
actually, you know, <laughs> preaching truth and gospel, um, who's doing doing good works in your community, those things that, that are um, um, attempting to, to edify people and attempting to encourage people to live like Christ. That's what's important. That's that's the most important aspect of this is they're, they're pushing you um, towards a real relationship with Jesus. So um, I think it's probably around the lines you were going. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So my brain just short circuited. It's probably but, my fault. So. Yeah. But um, um, yeah. So that's the thing. And, you know, well, um, you know, we we do, and we talked about this before. Is that we uh, we we allow our cultural beliefs to shape our faith, and what our what we should be doing is a lot making our faith shape our cultural yeah. beliefs. And so so yeah. So if you're you know, we're going based on, you know, to a church based on who we vote for, like, well, that's not the right thing, because Jesus should supersede who you vote for. Um, the other thing is, you know, if you're if you're going to some church that can't affirm, you know, their beliefs, like, you know, don't go to a Unitarian church, like, you know, dear deity in the sky, he, she, <laughs> or they, we ask yeah. you to bless us in whatever way you feel is, you know, it's like nonsense. It's like, just yeah. stop that. Um, but you know, and, and but yeah, you, you need to. Um, and, and when we get to the last point, that this will help you make your decision about kind of the church you're going to. But um, but yeah, you need to know what you believe so that when you do go to church, you know they're they're teaching you the word, not you know teaching personal beliefs or they're they're outside of um, you know. Uh, <laughs> I can't I can't miss up an opportunity to to, to take a dig at particular church in Houston, you know, if all they're doing is telling you good news and that you, you can live your best life now and that, you know, being a Christian is just sunshine and rainbows, like, that's not a good church to be in either. <laughs> so, just because it, it makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside doesn't make it a good church. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll move on from that. Um, well, I want to say one more thing okay. on that, just to Go be ahead. incredibly offensive. Um, <clears throat> if you were at a church and uh, something happened to offend you and all of a sudden God's called you away, uh, it probably wasn't God that called you away. Um, oh, just, man, yeah. that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Man, I'll tell you, we could do a whole episode on being in the church. I mean, we could break all these things down into individual oh, yeah. episodes. We oh, probably yeah. should. Yeah. But yes, man, that is... Oh, I know. That is now big, you want to stay on it. We I can't. do. We're, Thanks we're a lot. Don't time. do that to me. Because <laughs> that, that is a big... All right, next point. <laughs> Attempt to live like Christ. Yeah, yeah. I mean that—that's kind Crazy. of like. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's what we're doing here. I mean, a lot of people kind of dismiss that faith. Uh, Jesus came for for my salvation so that I don't go to hell. Um, yes, yes, he did. There's all these other things though. <laughs> Check. Yeah, yeah, I got that fire yeah. insurance, yeah. and I'm there, good. I there, don't have to do anything different. There's other aspects. Um, of, of our faith, you know, Jesus is the the visible image of an invisible God. Um, he was presented to us, yes, as a sacrifice for our sins, but he was also presented as um, a uh, picture of, of how we should live our lives and what we should do and and how we pursue God. I mean, that, that that's what he is. And so, as an example, um, we should endeavor to live like Christ. You know, God's word says, you know, we must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Um, that it's important, and you know. People fall into another category, you know, early on that, um, well, you know, I don't need to go to church. Jesus went to church. I mean, he didn't yeah. forsake the assembly. I mean, so again, um, just another argument on that. Or, um, you know, God loves me just the way I am. Yes, he does. And he, he saved you. But he loves you too much to keep you that way. And so he wants you to, again, to, to begin to, to walk out life and, and to live differently and, and to pursue him differently. And so we need to um, we need to make investments in in walking this out. You just you can't come to the church and, and stay the same way. Um, I heard one pastor put it this way one time. He's like, being a Christian 
doesn't make us sinless, right? I mean, we're still going to mess up, but it means we should sin less. Like we should begin this journey of of trying to do better at at every avenue. And and to do that, what's our example? Jesus is our example. That's the picture of what we should do. And God was kind enough to leave us um, multiple books um, that that give us a clear picture of what that was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so the the illustration I always use with this, and we've, I'm, I'm I'm sure we have done it before on the podcast is that, you know, Christianity is like, it's like getting married, you know, now if I were to get married on the day of my, my wedding, I go up and do, you know, we do all the things and we say all the words and, you know, kiss her at the end. And then the next day I'm like, okay, we'll see you later. I'm going to the bar and start hitting on chicks and, you know, and acting like I'm a single person. Then, I mean, am I really, you know, what kind of marriage is that? Right. And that's what, that's how we treat Christianity. A lot of times is like, well, I said the words, um, I got dipped in the water and whatever, form or fashion your church you know does that and um so so now i'm just going to continue living the way i was like no that's not how that works right this it's a relationship you know and so so when i got married to jill i didn't become a perfect husband i mean i know i think i am sometimes but um she begs to differ jill Jill said strongly yeah (laughs) what was she on did you give her some of your medication (laughs) yeah um uh, you know, I wasn't, and she wasn't a perfect wife, and, and especially at the beginning, because we were single. Yeah. We, up to that point, we've been single all of our, all of our lives, and we we're going to have to learn how to, to, to live a married life together. And as we've done that, we've become better at communicating. We've become better at taking care of each other. We've become better at, you know, doing work around the house and, um, you know, uh, uh, planning our lives and doing those things. And we've become better spouses to each other the longer we've stayed married. And that's what Christianity is like, is that you become saved. And so uh, now all of a sudden we have some sort of, um, you know, we, we, we gain a sense of uh, kind of a right or wrong. Aaron talked about this before in his his experience when, um, you know, you're in doing drugs and alcohol and everything, then you became a Christian. You still yeah. kept doing some of those things. Yep. But yet all of a sudden you felt like, I shouldn't be doing yeah, these felt things. felt like crap for the first time. Like, yeah, like you felt an actual kind of remorse yeah. or some sort of, you know, a moral push that maybe I should should not be doing these things. Yeah. And and that's how it is with, with Christ is that all of a sudden we have kind of a, 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 you know, a moral north star that points us to the right direction. And so then we go, okay, maybe, maybe there are some things about my life I need to not be doing. And then we slowly start to push away from those things. And again, there's never a day where we go like, okay, I remember, you know, I've been a Christian for this many years. And I remember back in, you know, 2002, April 20th, I became perfect. Like, that's not how it works. You don't ever achieve that. But our goal is to, to become as much, you know, to live out our life more Christ-like each time. And, and we slowly start to just chisel away at those, those you know, uh, sinful desires and those earthly desires and become more of what Christ has wanted us to be. And so that's, that's what the Christian journey is like. You know, again, there's no perfect people. And so, again, it, like we were talking about on the church thing, if you're going to church expecting to see a bunch of people that are perfect, well, if, if that church acts like that, then they're they're faking it. Like, oh, yeah. You know, not being honest about it. So, um, you know, that's the thing. Again, we could talk about a church is like <laughs> dropping the facade of like everything's all right in our world, you know, doesn't make everything. Being a Christian doesn't make everything all right in your world. Um, but, you know, we're just do, we're doing the best we can and, and we're making a fervent effort to do better. That's what that's what that looks should look like. Again, if you if you if you became a Christian and um, the people you work with or the people you spend your time with, uh, if, if, if they were to find out you were a Christian and act surprised, 
Like if I were to meet them and be like, oh yeah, you know, Bob goes to our church. He's a, you know, he's a, one of the best Christians at our church. They'd be like, what? Yeah. If they're surprised to know that you're a Christian, then you're not living that out right. Yeah, it's funny you say that too, because I, I, mean, I remember that time it was uh, before I was fully committed. I was going to the church a lot, and uh, I was running my sign business, and I had my shop, and so I mean I would work late into the evening, and I was just getting drunk in the shop usually, you know. So I wasn't really working too hard, but doing stuff, and I was meeting with a customer, and uh, I invited them to church as I'm drinking. <laughs> Working on. They asked um, if you were Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like half lit. And I remember like the shock, like, you go to church? But I remember it like really being this gut punch. Like, yeah. I mean, because it was like this realization that none of what I'm doing shows that this is what I care about. Um, and it was kind of like right at the beginning of God, like really calling me to ministry, opening my eyes to like, Dude, you're not. You're still not getting it, and that was one of those moments. And yeah, I mean, it was that thing. So I mean, again, if that's you, um, it feels like crap. First off, and it should, you know, that's yeah. conviction. Um, but but take that as that sign of oh, I, I should probably change some things. Like that. That's what it told me. Um, and so um, it created godly sorrow, which is really great because that causes us to lean into Jesus rather than run away. Um, and you know, it's like I gotta, I gotta do better. I gotta raise the bar for myself. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's something I've heard somebody say before, and um, it's very convicting, is that, so this is for, especially if you've been a Christian for a while and you're listening to us, you're the best Christian probably a lot of people in your life knows. So how does that make you, you know, so <laughs> think about that for a little bit, yeah. and act, you know, and ask yourself what kind of example are you setting for them. Um, so the next thing, this is, this is my thing, like this is my, uh, this is we have failed as a church here. Um, not our church per se. I'm just saying the Big C Church is. This is the next thing you have got to do as a Christian is to learn about your faith. I mean, learn about your faith. And what I'm talking about is like discipleship and what we call apologetics, which is um, basically learning about your faith is to be able to give a reason for for why you believe what you believe. Because so many Christians, we just you know a lot of. A lot of Christians, we become saved, you know, at, 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 we, we experience a moment where we've, we can feel, you know, God talking to us. You know, and it's not an audible voice, like, per se. Now, some people will say that they, they've heard something. I'm not going to, you know, argue in that point. But for the most people, they experience, you know, what we said, you know, what we would call God talking to us. But it's, it's a, a moment where you just feel this, you feel the nudging of God where it's like, you know, this is what you need to do. And you just feel this overwhelming sense of needing to, to accept Jesus. And it's a very emotional experience. The thing is, is that you cannot live out on an emotional, you know, you can't ride that emotional high for the rest of your life. You've got to understand what it means to be a Christian. you got to understand, you know, Christianity is, we don't have to check our brain to be a Christian. You know, there's a lot of the face that you do. You have to just, okay, this is whatever, you know, like, I, I think like, is it Hindu? believe like the, the, the earth is like on the back of a big turtle or something i mean like you know there's some crazy stuff out there or yeah. that you know the, the indians were looked at seeing stones <laughs> yeah i was about to go there <laughs> the indians are you know the lost tribe of israel um even though we have like modern you know, genetics yeah modern genetics i mean like yeah you, if, if israel you are not the dad yeah like, uh, was that boring yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right i mean but, but yeah i mean so like there, you don't have to do there, there's a lot of compelling evidence for for the for christianity for for the bible for for those things and 
Listen, here's the deal. We've talked about it before. When, just because you become a Christian doesn't mean life becomes perfect. Life's going to hit you in the face. And if all you're, all you're relying on is your emotions, this is why people fall away. No. This is why... We lose a lot of youth when they go to college because they've never learned about their faith, and then they go to college and they they sit through philosophy 101, and their you know philosophy professor tells them that well there's no no basis for Christianity or whatever, and they're like okay because they don't know what they don't know to argue that they don't know that their arguments have been debunked. The philosophy, you know, there's nothing, as, as uh, Ecclesiastes says, there's nothing new under the sun, yeah. you know. Um, and, and, and we've just seen this, um, oh, I can't remember the guy's name, this guy, he was a, uh, you'll see this, it'll make ripples in the Christian world every now and then when some supposed Christian thought leader or influencer declares on Instagram that they've become an atheist, you know, because they, they've had questions that haven't been answered. And there was a guy that just happened not too long ago, and I, I read his statement, you know, puts this long diatribe about how intelligent he is and how much critical thought he's given it. And he's like, you know, I just, I could never come to grips with why bad things happen in the world. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is the <laughs> thing that made you, yeah. like, that... You think you're the first one, and this is such a generational narcissism that we have, is that we think we're the first ones to struggle with questions, yeah. and it's like, we're not. The, those have been questions that, that have been around for, for ages, and they've been you know discussed and answered, and um, there's there's a lot of, lot of stuff out there that delves into those tough things. They're, we just don't take the time or the effort to, to understand them, yeah. you know? And so um, you, you have to start making a concerted effort to learn more about your faith. Understand why we have Protestants and we have Catholics. Understand where did the, you know, what happened to the church after the Bible? What, yeah. you know, understand those things. Well, yeah, I mean, just the historical context of Jesus. I mean, I mean, it's, it is laughable when somebody says there's no evidence for that and it's a fairy tale when there's, again, there's more written evidence for Jesus than pretty much every other historical figure, especially yeah. of the time. Um, and then you can, you can legitimately look at um, just the impact that, I mean, let's say you, you declare Jesus to be a man, just looking at the impact that he made on culture and this shift in, in tremendous way with, with women's rights, with, the, with equality, um, <laughs> with the Romans legitimately changing their calendar to go around him. And you're telling me that just a man had this, this profound impact on um, a large ancient culture where there's no internet, there's no Twitter, there's no YouTube, there's none of this. He couldn't have been a YouTube influencer, right? Um, but he still managed to do that. I mean, um, just that in itself. And then, you know, you just, it continues, you continue to go down the rabbit hole of, um, of apologetics. It just, all it does is compound the obvious that, okay, this is true. That there's just, I mean, because there's so much that's indisputable. Um, and, you know, I just, I do. I mean, it's can't, I can't stress enough. Like, Caleb, you, you've got to look into it. You've you got to study. you got to learn. But so many people, it's just amazing. I had a conversation um, with my younger brother before, and, you know, he was kind of on the fence. And, and I just remember he, he was so sure that this isn't true, and he'd done all this research against it, no research for it. And that's yeah. what so many people do. It's like, because they, they think they know. Again, this goes back into people thinking they're a Christian. People think they know because, you know, God's talked about so much, especially if you're from our part of the country right here in the Midwest. And so you kind of grow up thinking 
that you have an understanding. I fell into that trap. Like I thought I knew things. I didn't know crap. Um, and so then when arguments would come against things, they were really easy to buy into because I had no actual foundation. I convinced myself that I did. But over here, you know, to my left is a house of cards because um, there's just nothing there. And so every little gust of wind was was blowing it down. Um, but, you know, you've got to have that solid foundation and you've got to, to do the investment. Um, whatever, you know, whatever investment of time you've put against it, you should at the very minimum, put that much time looking into it um, in a positive light. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and the reason, you know, again, why I'm harping on this so much is, is I mean, look at our culture. And, and exp- I mean, even inside the church, um, the stuff that we just believe because we don't know we don't know anything against it. I mean, you know, we like to dog in the Mormon church, but, I mean, there's... The Christian church, there's plenty of people in the Christian church that think Mormonism is just a different denomination of the Protestant church, like, you know, Baptist yeah. or Methodist. And, you know, I think Mormons, they believe incred- incredibly different stuff. Yeah. And they are not, they are not a Christian church, you know. And again, I'm not, you know, Mormons are nice people and I'm not, I'm not saying that. And we got to hand it to them, too. They do a phenomenal job of educating their people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah they, well, they do a really good job of marketing, too. But, yeah. um, and, well, they, they've done a really good job of trying to convince people that they are part of the Christian church. Yeah. I mean, that's really helped with conversions. Yeah, it's but, been effective. It has. And, and we're again, over here, um, you know, again, investing more time in fantasy football or yeah, exactly. um, everything else under the sun. Yeah. And wondering why, you know, that the church looks like it's getting its teeth kicked in in America. Um, yeah, because there's no investment. Yeah, because we don't, we don't, we're, we are not nearly as adherent to our beliefs as Christians as uh, non-Christians are to the spirit of the age that's out there. Yeah. You know, which is you know who who roams who roams the earth. That's that's Satan. Um, you know, looking for was you know people to devour, as the Bible says. Um, and but yeah, uh, it just reminds me of this video I watched. Uh, it was one of these man on the streets where he's asking people these really obvious questions, and I think he was actually at like right around like UCLA or Stanford, you know, you know, supposedly very high level, you know, higher institution of learning. And then he was asking like, you know, who, what country is the Queen of England in charge of? And people are like, I don't know, you know, they're like <laughs> Spain. They, they don't know. I mean, I mean, what what are the two oceans that that are on, you know, that border the United States? I mean, questions like that. And these people had no idea. And then at the very end of it, he asked them all, name the five Kardashians, I guess five, I don't know how many. Yeah, there. I don't know. Name the five Kardashians. And they all, bam, 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 bam. I mean, they just set them all. And then he's like, bonus points if you know the brother or something like that. And they knew that one too. And it's like, yeah, this it's, is what, this is what Christians are like. So like, yeah. we can tell you everything that's going on in our favorite sitcom, but I can't tell you what the difference between the old Testament and new Testament is, yeah. you know? And if that's you, I really challenge, I'm not going to be hateful here. I'm going <laughs> to challenge you. You've, you've got to, let's maybe spend half as much time learning about the Bible as we spend on our fantasy football team or our favorite sitcom or any of those things. Because again, if we profess to believe that there's a God and he sent his son to die and that person was Jesus, if we say this is who we, what we're, what we're saying our whole salvation, eternal salvation hinges on, maybe we want to spend a little time learning about that. I mean, again, because life's going to happen, and, you're, and it's going to hit you in the face. And, um, you know, the warm fuzzy you got from worship on Sunday isn't going to help you through that. No. Nope. I mean, it ain't going to help you make it through that. It's, and um, you've got to know. And there's plenty of stuff to know. 
in when it comes to our faith. Like again, it's not we don't have to check our brain. There's plenty of, of resources out there to help you understand those things. Um, I, I, a, a short list for you here is uh, one of the books I always recommend anybody read is Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Anything C.S. Lewis writes is really good. Um, the Case for Christ or The Case for a Creator, that's by um, Lee Strobel. Those are both really good books. Evidence that demands a verdict, that's uh, Josh McDowell. Anything Josh McDowell writes is a really good one. The Reason for God is a book by Timothy Keller. Um, that's a really good one. I mean, these are all really good books to start on just to start learning about your faith and understanding things from a, you know, um, except from an apologetic standpoint. Um, uh, I can't think of this. There's another guy, Craig something. Not Groeschel. Um But uh, William Lane Craig yeah, is his name. I was William say, Lane Craig. On guard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, that's another one. Um, was it? I, I got. I got a, a list. But but those those first ones. Mere Christianity. Case for Christ. Those are easy. Uh, Case for Christ is a real easy read. Um, Evidence that demands a verdict. Those are easy reads. Um, More than a carpenter is another one. That's a, that's a really easy one. Um, Reason for God is again. That, that's a really good one. Um, all books that you should read. Uh, to help start to strengthen your faith. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, bottom line is just make an investment here. <laughs> I mean, make an investment. Um, pr- pursue pursue your faith in a legitimate way. Um, you know, stop stop treating it as something that, that you're indifferent towards. I just, I don't understand that. Um, re- read your Bible and, and read some supplemental stuff. And again, I'm going to throw you a bone that Caleb's not going to throw you. At the very least, watch some freaking YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I mean, hey, I, uh, there's really good. I mean, again, William Lane Craig's got really good yeah. YouTube videos. I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to, to suggest this one um, because of stuff that happened after this guy died. But uh, uh, it's Ravi Zacharias. Oh, yeah. I mean, his, his pre-death videos are really good. And not that he made a post-death video, but there was some controversy <laughs> that came, came to light after. Yeah. But I'm not going to throw the bath out, or the baby out with the bathwater with him. Um, his, the stuff that, his, that he put out there as far as like, understanding things is really good. You know, unfortunately, again, but you know what, we're not perfect people. And you know, he, he had a lot of moral uh, fallings that, that came to light after his death. So I, you know, there is that caveat with him, but it uh, doesn't mean you can't still learn from, from his, his, his points were for right. He just obviously didn't totally buy in all the time. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I encourage you too. I mean, if you're more in the technology age, um, I mean, I enjoy reading. I kind of do both. There's a, a couple things that, that I lean into as well. There's an app called Reasonable Faith. It's actually got a lot of William Lane Craig's uh, podcast on it, lectures on it. If you're into just listening to audio, um, more than I feel like I could listen to in a lifetime. <laughs> I can't even tell you the tens of hundreds of hours that I've listened to that, and I still haven't got through all of his stuff. It's crazy. Um, and then um, and finding commentary. Get a, get a good commentary Bible that, again, that helps you to, to see um, the context, to see history in a new light. Um, it helps uh, helps God's word come come alive. I mean, because there's so many things that, that we see in God's word that, that don't make a lot of sense to us because culture's changed and shifted in such a way um, that we really need that that understanding to, to fully comprehend what's being said there. Um, and, you know, as you do these things, I'm just telling you, it, it comes to light. Look at it. I mean, if you're reading one of the books, find out who wrote it, why they wrote it. You know, that, that information, again, helps it um, to be real when you're, you're putting yourself in, in that person's shoes, that this is 
is who they were. This is what was going on. Look at history of the time. I mean, it, it is. I mean, it's so so much more impactful that way. And um, I mean, again, you'll get that foundation because life is gonna you know slap you in the face. You're gonna come against things. You want to make sure that you're you're standing firm. Um, that you're you know you're the house made of brick. You know, not the house made of straw. So. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, I think that's, yeah. that's it. Well, man, we uh, we appreciate you guys sticking with us. Again, sorry about last week missing, um, but uh, we'll, we're back on. So, um, again, check us out on social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, I do want to remind you, a lot of our YouTube's broken up into different playlists, so it's a great great way to find content that's related um, to what you're looking for exactly. Um, like and share there. We should be on all your favorite podcast channels. If we're not on one, let us know. If you need anything, reach out to us. You can email us at info at cedarpoint.church. Call the church office at 918-283-2221. Um, or, you know, if you're in the area, stop by in person, man. We'd love to, to talk with you just here at the, the church or see you on one of our, our Monday night services. But uh, we love you guys. We'll check you right back here next week.